Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shabbos daf Lamid. We're starting in the Mishnah. Chavtasam Bez on the bottom says the Mishnah. Mechabas and Ersam extinguishes a candle. Bnei Shemesiyari because he's afraid. Bnei Nachar because of Gentiles on their holidays. They would not allow any other light to be lit except for in their base of Avodah where their Avodah was. Bnei Listim because of bandits. If they see that there's a light, they're going to go and rob him. Bnei Ruachra because of melancholy. He's in some sort of depression and he wants the lights off. Bnei Achel Shishan so that a sick person can sleep. Pater, he's Pater if he extinguishes it because of these reasons. If he wants to spare the lamp so that it doesn't burn or break because of the heat, if he wants to spare the oil, if he wants to spare the wick, then he's chayv. Rabbi Yaisi says that he's putter in all these cases, except for in the case when he extinguishes it to save the wick, because he's making a coal when he extinguishes the wick, then he would be chayv, and the Gemara is going to explain each of these cases. Now the Gemara says, on the top. We're discussing yet Again, another example of the machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon regarding Malacha Shein Etzricha If a person does a Malacha, however, he doesn't need to do that particular Malacha. Is he Chayv or not? Rabbi Yehuda says he's Chayv. Rabbi Shimon says he's not Chayv. In this specific case, when a person extinguishes a light, he extinguishes a fire, he's not actually accomplishing any sort of Malacha. We know that a person is chayev for doing a malacha when he's trying to produce something creative, such as when he breaks something, he's chayev only if he did that so that he could build something anew. He tears something, he's only chayev if he wants to re-sew that thing. So extinguishing a light doesn't actually accomplish anything unless you want to create something new. So here is a perfect example of malacha shenitzrich lagufa, are you chayev or not? Says the Gemara, Megitani Sefer, from the, end, the fact that the end of the Mishnah says chayev, that he's chayev for extinguishing it for these specific instances, Shema Minar Rabbi Yehuda, he obviously, the Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda that says, Malacha Shein is Chayev, Reisha of Maya So, what's the Reisha talking about that says the person's putter? If this sick person is in danger of dying, the Mishnah should have told us that it's permissible. It's Sakana's Nefashis. A person's allowed to do anything for that. If it's a person that's not in danger of dying, so then the Mishnah should have told us that we're Chayev Achatas, not putter, if it's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. So, Gemara says, You're right. We're discussing a sick person that isn't danger of dying. And you're right, the Mishnah should have said that it's mutter 100% to do. Since we have to say the safe at the end of the Mishnah, that he's chayev for doing it, so therefore we just use the same type of wording in the Reisha of the Mishnah that he's putter, but really it means that it's 100% mutter to do. We have a Bryson Rabbi Shai that says, if he's extinguishing the light for a sick person so that he can sleep, he shouldn't extinguish it. And if he did so, it's putter obviously not like our explanation that we just gave. The Gemara says, you're right, that's referring to a chayla that is not in danger of dying. Reb Shemini, and that's Reb Shemini's opinion, that is pater avalaser. They asked the following question in front of Rav Tanchum from Menevi. Is a person allowed to extinguish a flame in front of a sick person on Shabbos? He opened and said with some mili da agadita something interesting. Where's your wisdom? Where's your understanding? Is it not enough that your words contradict your father David's words? Your words contradict each other. David your father said the dead people cannot praise Hashem and you said I praise those that have died because they died already and then you said a live dog is better than a dead lion so he said it's not a problem David said that 
a deceased person can't praise Hashem. This is what he's saying. A person should always involve himself in Tari Mitzvahs before he dies. Once he dies, he's unable to learn Tari Mitzvahs. And Hashem has no praise in him. That's also what Rabbi Yechanan says, kind of parenthetically, he's saying this. That, among, that I'm among those who are dead, who are free. Once a person dies, he's quote unquote free from Tari Mitzvahs. He's unable to learn Torah do mitzvahs anymore. Now, the Kamar Shleme, that which Shleme Melch said, I praise those that have passed on because they died already. When the Jews sinned with the Egel Azov in the Midbar, Moshe stood up in front of Hashem, and he said many prayers and supplications in front of him, and he wasn't answered. But then when Moshe Rabbeinu said, Remember the merit of Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, your servants, then he was answered. And Shlomo didn't say good. That I praise the dead that because they died already, the only reason why Moshe Rabbeinu was answered was because of Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov who had already passed on. and different explanation of this. It's the way of the world. That a king of flesh and blood, he issues a decree. It's doubtful whether or not people will listen to him. Even if people will listen to him, they'll only listen to him while he's alive. But they're not going to keep that decree after he passes away. He established many Xeris with Tikkun Kamatakanis and made many different ordinances for Kla Yisrael. And they lasting forever. And Shlomo Melch didn't say properly that we praise the dead. The dead's words, Maish Rabbeinu, are still going on. Another explanation. Please make a sign for my good. And my enemies will see it and be ashamed. Please forgive me for that sin of Bat Sheva. Hashem said, I forgive you. Please perform a sign for me in my life that I've been forgiven. I'm not going to make it known in your life, but in the life of Shlomo, your son, I will make it known. When Shlomo built the base of Mikdash, he wanted to bring the Aaron into the Kesh HaGadashim. But the gates stuck to each other and didn't allow the Aaron inside. Shlomo davened 24 tefillahs of praise, and he wasn't answered. Opened and said, Raise up your heads, O gates, and be uplifted, everlasting entrances, and let the king of glory enter. The gates ran after him to swallow him because they thought he was calling himself the Melch HaKavid. Amru, they said, Who is this Melch HaKavid you're referring to? Amru, he told him, Hashem, Yisus Vigibor, that's Hashem who's mighty and strong. So Shlomo Melch repeated himself and said, let the Melch HaKavid come. Me, who's the Melch HaKavid? Who's the Melch HaKavid? Hashem Tzavaka is who Melch HaKavid sell. It's Hashem. V'laynen, and he still wasn't answered. Kimon Sh'amar, since Shlomo Melch said, Hashem Aleikim, Al Tashe Pnei Mshichecha, do not turn away the face of your anointed one. Zachar L'chasi David Avdecha, please remember the Chasadim of David, your servant. Miyad Nen, and then he was answered. And Ba'ez Hashem, at that time, Nefchul Pnei Kalsani Ador, all the people, Kalsani, David, all the people that... Hated David, their faces turned over Kishule Kedera like the bottom of a pot. This is referring to Shaul, Shimi, Ben Geir, and others that did not 
a proof of David's kingship. And the entire nation knew that Hashem forgave David for that sin. And Shlomo didn't say appropriately that we praise the dead Shekvar Mesu, the ready died. The only reason why Shlomo Melch was answered was because of the schos of David his father. And that's in the Pasuk. On the eighth day of celebration of the Beis HaMikdash, Shlomo Melch sent the nation out by Melch and they blessed the king and they went to their tents joyful and glad of Heart, I'll call out for all the good Hashem with David Avdo, Yisrael Amai, that Hashem did for David his servant and for his nation Yisrael. They went to their tents. What does that mean? They found their wives were Tahar, Smechem, they were glad, is they delighted in the radiance of the divine presence. They were of glad of heart. Everyone's wife became pregnant and gave birth to a male child. I'll call out Hashem with David Avdo, Yisrael Amai, what's that? With David Avdo to Yisrael. David, his servant, he forgave him for that sin, and for Yisrael, his nation, he forgave him for the sin of eating on Yom Kippur. There was a seven-day celebration when they were setting up and establishing the Beis HaMikdash, and they ate on Yom Kippur, and we're going to learn in Masechus Ma'ed Katan what their cheshbin was for that. Back to understanding Shlomo HaMelech's second statement, that which Shlomo HaMelech said, that a live dog is better than a dead lion. Hashem Kitsi, Hashem, let me know my end. and the measure of my days, what it is. may I know when I will seize. please let me know my end, meaning what's going to happen in my lifetime. Hashem said, It's a decree in front of me. We don't tell a person what his kates is. the measure of his days, what is that? Hashem said, that a person cannot know the measure of his days when he will die. So he says, Please let me know the day I'm going to die. Amrlai, B'Shabbos Tamas. David Amalek, you're going to die on Shabbos. So David Amalek says, Let me die on Sunday because he didn't want people not to be able to deal with his body properly because that may not be done on Shabbos. Amrlai, the time of Shlema Amalek, your son, has already arrived. And the reign of one king may not encroach on the other even by a hair's breadth. So you can't die on Shabbos on Sunday. So he says, "Almost be erev Shabbos." So let me die in erev Shabbos. Amr lai, you David Amalch said, "Kitov yam mechatz yerachem me'alaf." One day in your courtyard is good, better than a thousand. Meaning, "Tovli yoy mechatz atayish b'ayisim katera." One day that you sit and learn Torah is better to me, says Hashem. Me'alaf aylas shasat shlame bin chalahakir levan elgam mizbech. More than a thousand aylas that your son Shlame is going to bring on mizbech. I can't let you day die early. So David Amalch says as follows: Lamed on the base on the top. All yamim Shabbato. All every single Shabbos have Yosef Garz kula yoyma. He would sit and learn the entire day so that the Malchamavas couldn't get him. How Yaime was that Shabbos the Bailamanachnafshi that he was supposed to pass on? Come Malchamavas Kame, the Malchamavas came in front of him, Vlayakhale. He was unable to get him, Dulay have a Pasakpum because his mouth never stopped learning Taira. Amr the Malchamavas said, My Avadlay, what am I supposed to do? Havali Busunachar Base, David Malch had an orchard behind his house. Asamalchamavas Malchamavas went, Salkubachash Bilane, he went and shook up one of the trees in order to create a frightening noise. Nafik Lamachli, so David Malch went out to see what was going on. Havasalk Badarga, he was walking up the steps, if Chizdarg Metuse, one of the steps slipped out from under him, Ishtik, he was quiet for a moment from thinking in words of Tyra, Vinach Nafshe, and he passed away, the Malcham Avis took him. Now, Shalach Shlomo Lebe Majasha, Shlomo Malch sent a message to the Beis Majish, Abba Mace, my father passed away, Umutah B'chama, and he's in the sun, and that's not Kavad HaMace, Ukhavim Shalbeis Abba Revim, and the dogs in my father's house are hungry, these are two completely separate questions, the Mepharshim deal with why did Shlomo Malch have to ask anything about the dogs. So he says, my asset, what am I supposed to do? Shalach Shlomo Lebe Majasha, 
message. Chatech nevela, cut up a carcass of an animal, and put that in front of the dogs. That's the way to feed them. Vavicha, regarding your father, Hanachal of Kikaratinak, place upon him a loaf of bread or a child, Vatiltalite, and now you can move him into a shady spot, and then we'll be able to deal with him after Shabbos. We're going to learn these halachas all the way at the end of the Masechta regarding carrying Mukta in this type of manner. And Veloyaf Amr Shlemeh, Shlemeh didn't say proper, that a live dog is better than a dead lion, referring to a child who's considered like a live dog, may be placed on a dead lion, David Amalek, in order to carry him. Now, Reb Tancham tells the people that asked him, and regarding this question that you had asked, may we extinguish a candle in front of a sick person? Ne'er kruya ne'er. We know a candle is called a candle, and and the neshama of a person is called an air. It's better to extinguish a candle that's made by flesh and blood, meaning the actual candle, rather than extinguishing the candle of Hashem, meaning we don't want this person to die. Rashi clarifies that this is not the source that a person may extinguish a candle in front of a person who's deathly ill. However, since the people had gathered in front of Rav Tancham to hear nice, encouraging words, so that's why he used this pshat, but this is not the halachic source. Kintu's the Gemara. Amrav of Shmuel Shilas the Chachamim wanted to hide away Sefer Kahalas Ecclesiastes because their words contradict each other. So why didn't they hide it away? The beginning of it teaches Tyra, the Sefer Tiver Tyra, and the end teaches us Tyra. So it must be that everything in between is also Tyra. What what's the beginning that teaches us some Tyra? It says, What gain does a person have for all the toil that he does under the sun? Anything that he toils under the sun, he has no gain from. Toiling before the sun, he will have gain. The Torah was created, was written before the sun was created. And therefore, if a person toils in Torah, he'll have gain from that. What's the end of Kahalas that talks about Divertar? The Chesivet says in the Pasuk, the bottom line, after all is heard, a person should fear Hashem and safeguard his mitzvahs. Because this is all of man. What is this wording of this is all of man? The whole world was created for the sake of this person that keeps Torah and mitzvahs. This person is equal in importance to the entire world if he if fears Hashem and keeps mitzvahs. He says, The entire world is created for an accompaniment for this person who fears Hashem and keeps mitzvahs. Ask the Gemara, What does it mean that the words of Kahalas contradict each other? We say, it says in the Pasuk, that anger is better than laughter. Another Pasuk says, The laughter is very praiseworthy. It also says, I praise joy. What does joy accomplish? So the Gemara says, like kash, it's not a problem. That anger is better than laughter. The perceived anger that Akash Baruch Hu shows towards the tzaddikim of this world by giving them difficult times, that's better than all the good that Akash Baruch Hu, or all the laughter that Akash Baruch Hu bestows upon the evil in this world because we all know that it's really just a preparation for the world to come. And that, that which we said, that laughter is praiseworthy, that's the laughter that Akash Baruch Hu displays with tzaddikim in the next world referring to their reward, reward in the world to come. 
I praise joy. Zu Simcha Shal Mitzvah, that's referring to Simcha of a Mitzvah. Well, Simcha Mazayoyesa. And what does Simcha accomplish? Zu Simcha Sheinish Mitzvah. This is Simcha that is not of a Mitzvah. Lamed Chazal teach you Shein Shechina Shara, that the Shechina does not rest. Lamitech Atzvah is not through sadness. Lamitech Atzvah is not through laziness. Lamitech Shechik, not through laughter. Lamitech Chalas Rosh, not through levity. Lamitech Sicha, not through chatter. Lamitech Dvar Mutelim, not through idle conversations. Lamitech Dvar Simcha Shal Mitzvah, only through the Simcha of doing a Mitzvah. Shnemer says in the Pasuk, Elisha said to the people around, Please take a musician for me. And it wasn't the musician played his musical instruments. And then the hand of Hashem was upon Elisha. He was able to experience Nivua only when he was in a state of joy through music. A person should also be in a state of joy when he's learning halacha. Also, if a person wants to have a good dream, he should go to sleep in a pleasant, positive mood. Ask the Gemara, a person should be in a state of joy while learning Torah. Call Talmud Chacham. Any Talmud Chacham that's sitting in front of his Rebbe, and his lips are not dripping with dread. They're going to be burned in Gehenim. Shinemrit says in Shir Hashirim, his lips are roses. They're dripping with flowing myrrh, which is a type of spice. Now, our drasha is, don't call it dripping myrrh, call it passing bitterness. Don't call it roses, that they're studying, which means when you're studying, you should be dripping with dread, not in a joyous state. It's not a problem. Once with the Rav that's teaching, he should give it over in a joyous state, but the Talmud should be in a state of fear and trepidation of his master. Some say, it's both talking about the Rebbe. One is before before he starts, starts his teaching, he should be in a joyous state. Afterwards, he should be in a state of fear and trepidation. Before he started teaching his students, he would say something that was light and humorous. They would laugh. It would open their minds to a more serious discussion. And afterwards, they would sit in fear. And then he would start his teaching. And now continues the Gemara. They wanted to hide away Say for Mishlei, because the words contradicted each other. Why did they not hide it away? Amri, they said, Didn't we delve into and study it and find reason for how they're not contradictions? Let's go delve into it and try to find an answer for the contradictions. What words of Mishlei contradict each other? Because if it says, Don't answer a fool. Based on his foolishness. Uksiv, unexil kivate, answer a fool because of his foolishness. Like Asha, that's not a problem. Habadivir Torah, once talking about in Torah, if he says something foolish, you should answer him. Habadimili, the Alma, once with general matters, don't answer him. And we have an interesting story to illustrate this. Kiyada, who the Asla Kameh, the Rebbe, someone came in front of Rebbe, Amr Lay, Ishtacha Ishti, your wife is my wife, Ubanecha Banai, and your children are my children, implying that he had an affair with Rebbe's wife, and that Rebbe's children are really Mamzerim. Amr Lay, so Rebbe didn't respond to him and tell him, no, that's not true. He just said, thank you very much for informing me of this. Would you like to drink a cup of wine? And we say, Shasa, he drank it, Upaka, and he actually burst and died. Clearly a sign from Shemaim that what he did was improper. Someone came from Rebchia. Your mother is my wife, and you're my son, implying that he himself was legitimate. He told him, Would you like to drink a cup of wine? Thank you for informing me of this. Shasa, he drank it, Upaka, and he burst and died. And Amr 
Rebchia says, Ahani Rebbe, the prayers of Rebbe helped Deloy Lashavi Bani Mamzeri that nothing came out about his children, that they were illegitimate, meaning no one spoke about it. The Rebbe, Kiavamatsli, when Rebbe Davin, the Omar, he would say, Hashem you should save me today, from brash people, and from the trade of brashness, because this person technically could have gone around saying all these terrible things, and instead he drank a cup of wine and died, so Rebbe was saved. Says the Gemara, what are examples of responding to a fool regarding Devar And he was darshaning, Asida in the days of Mashiach, a woman will give birth every single day. Shinamrat says, Conceive and give birth together on the same day. A Talmud was laughing at him and scorning him. Amar, the Talmud says, There's nothing new under the sun, and what you're saying is something brand new. Amrlay, he said, Let me show you something comparable in the current world that we have right now. He showed him a hen that every single day lays a new egg. So it is a possibility that a person that a woman will conceive and give birth on the same day. He was darshaning that the trees will bear fruit every single day. Shinemar says in the Pasuk, it will bring forth branches of Asa Peri and bear fruit. Just like a branch every single day will start growing a brand new branch. So too, fruits every single day will grow from trees. This Talmud laughed at him. Amr, he says, there's nothing new under the sun. It can't be let me show you how in this world we do have something. He showed him the caper bush that produces three separate types of fruits in very quick succession. Eventually will produce it will produce ready-made bread rolls and fine wool clothing. Literally, this pasuk means there will be an abundance of grain in the land. However, the drasha made out of the pasuk is the word pisas is similar to pisas yad, which is the flat of the hand, meaning the abundance of grain will come out like the flat of your hand, meaning already made bread. And also the word pisas is like the word pas, stripes, similar to the word ksinus pasim that Yosef had that was also made out of fine wool clothing. So we see that the land will produce ready-made bread and clothing. There's nothing new under the sun. told him, no, let me show you in this world, he showed him mushrooms. Then mushrooms and truffles grow in this round shape that kind of look like a roll. And regarding the fine wool clothing, he showed him Navra which is the best of a young palm tree. When a palm tree starts growing, so it has this like wool-like substance around it that actually could be, be used for clothing and is actually used for ropes and weaving different things. Everyone should have a wonderful, fantastic day.